I was a child, my family would travel back to Western Kentucky where my parents were born. And it was boring. <laughs> I'll show you boring. <laughs> Welcome back to Maury's Music. My name's Maury Rutch. And I am Spoon Phillips. And we have a lot to talk about. Today we're checking out the Martin Modern Deluxe series. How are you doing today, Spoon? I'm doing better than normal uh, because I'm looking very forward to talking about these very, very modern and very deluxe Martin guitars. Are these more modern, more deluxe, or is it 50-50? I think that's uh, the sort of thing we're going to figure out today, but I'm, I'm kind of going with 50-50 to start off. I'm going to lean towards a little more deluxe, but maybe 55, 45, and uh, <laughs> devil's in the details, but let's get started anyway. Well, yes, and the details are uh, very, very cool in terms of the ultra-modern technology that are involved in all of these Martin guitars in the Modern Deluxe series. And I don't know if it's podcast etiquette to start with an analogy, but I remember when this series was first announced... Our rep, Brendan, came to the shop and showed us a couple new instruments, and he kind of described this as uh, he went to a party locally, and it was a really, really old farmhouse from the 1800s, and he got inside, and it was the most modern kitchen he'd ever seen. So if you're house shopping, or if you're maybe you're furniture shopping, maybe you're going to redo your kitchen, think of these modern deluxe guitars as extremely old heritage, the old way of doing things on the surface. But when you look closer, you'll see a lot of details that are cutting edge and on the forefront of what really makes the modern Martins sound as good as they do. Ironically, it makes them sound very, very old. And I remember back when this series started, there were only four models in the Modern Deluxe series. Can you name them, Spoon? I'm going to say the D28, the OM28. These are D28 Modern Deluxe, OM28 Modern Deluxe. D18 Modern Deluxe, and... That fourth one is the Triple O 28 Modern Deluxe. Oh, that's right. They did Triple O and an OM at the same time, and they held off on the uh, more mahoganies. But now they're showing up, so very cool. Not only that, this year at the onset of the year, when they released a few guitars, despite the fact there was no Winter Nam show, they released the first two... 12 fret modern deluxe models and that is i wouldn't say it's ironic but the fact that it's the modern deluxe modern martins modern technology very new exciting takes on some of the traditional styling and now we have 12 fret slot head guitars in the modern deluxe series and i'd like to congratulate you on your videos uh, that you put online of those two instruments that are beautifully done. And I think just those videos alone are going to sell going to sell those guitars for you. But I'd say they're almost as good as my videos. <laughs> 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 those two guitars sound so good and so big for a double O and a O, a single O and a double O. Um, really Big, expressive voices, very, very beautiful. And of course, your playing was beautiful uh, as well on that finger-picking piece that I like so well that you do. Um, uh, making those demo videos really is probably the single most important thing here at mariesmusic.com. It does help us to uh, educate and inform our customer base from you know long distance and anywhere they are. We really understand that the most important thing we can do is get video samples out there as often as possible and as transparent as possible. But thank you. I appreciate you saying it. You're very welcome. Maybe we should start with the, the newest ones, those two. They have, well, all of the Modern Deluxe, we should point out for people who are not familiar with the Modern Deluxe series, these are new takes on traditional Martin designs, the long scale 14 fret orchestra model, the OM, the short scale, traditional short scale, triple O, same body size as the OM, but a short scale. In the old days, they had different neck widths. They both now come with them with the same neck width. And, um, oh, I beg your pardon. 
The OM28 actually has, still has the old traditional wider OM width, so it's actually two and a quarter at the 12th fret. And it may be the only existing OM outside of the Authentic series that still has that feature. But otherwise, they come with the uh, Vintage Deluxe neck profile that we'll talk about in a bit, whether it's short scale or long scale guitar. They uh, come with wooden binding, which is fantastic. Other upscale features are the fretboard markers on the 28s and the 42s and the 45 are fancier markers. They're more elaborate in the inlay. They have beautiful abalone inlaid for the traditional Martin logo on the headstock. They have, of course, upgraded tuners. They have on the inside in the kitchen, to go back to that analogy, they have a bridge plate that is a composite bridge plate that is a piece of torrified Martin Vintage Tone System Adirondack Spruce instead of maple that is then sandwiched by two very thin plates of carbon fiber. And that carbon fiber guarantees that that bridge plate is going to be safe forever from the ball ends of the strings, digging it out. And they also come with liquid metal bridge pins. And both of these features have been tried out on uh, before the Modern Deluxe. They were tested on special editions and, of course, many prototypes. And liquid metal bridge pins are, a in terms of the actual molecular structure of them, it's actually a kind of glass. It's a kind of metallic glass. So the way the molecules are arranged is the same as glass. And what it does is it has almost or maybe even completely zero absorption of energy. So when the vibrations are coming from the strings going past the, the bridge pins that are holding them in place, all of that energy makes it into the bridge plate and into the top. And the bridge plate itself also has much less dampening of the what's ultimately sound-producing energy. So the, those two in combination with a VTS, Vintage Tone System, Sitka Spruce Top with Vintage Tone System Adirondack Spruce Bracing. So, and it's the, it was the first time outside of the Authentic Series that you were, uh, could buy a Martin that had torrified bracing. So uh, the combination of all these things together make for such a um, beautiful guitar, both in tone and in looks. They just, uh, they are indeed deluxe and have a lot of those uh, modern technology features that help them sound unique, but still with wonderful Martin character and personality. I don't want to overgeneralize, but those players who find a standard series guitar they like, and then there might be an authentic version of that, the Modern Deluxe series in general is a really good middle ground if you have a standard series instrument and you don't want to reach all the way up to the authentic version of it, the Modern Deluxe gets you just about halfway there in all the important right ways. So if you like, a say, a D18, for example, and you don't want to buy a D18 Authentic, maybe it's important to you that you want to have an adjustable truss rod. Maybe there are certain features about an Authentic you don't either want to pay for or you just don't like enough to, to reach up that high. And you don't want to stay at the D18 standard series level either. The Modern Deluxe literally gets you to the 50-yard line. And it's one of those things where I, I definitely hear a big difference between the standard series version of something and its Modern Deluxe counterpart. And probably almost the same difference going from the Modern Deluxe all the way up to the Authentic. And I think the Modern Deluxe, by design, is a really, really great upgrade from the standard series. And even carries some important features that might be even better for you than some of the authentic design traits. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you wanted to, if we want to go up rather than down to standard series, the authentic series, of course, are each one of those guitars is as close as Martin can do it to, to recreating that specific guitar. The neck shape is based on that one specific guitar. And in those days, they had multiple people making necks. They were all hand carved and all hand shaped. Some guys had bigger hands, some guys had smaller hands. And so the, the feel of Martin necks were all over the place. And that, that was good for people who like that uniqueness, but it wasn't good for people who 
wanted to buy a guitar in Miami or buy a guitar in Seattle. And, you know, we're hoping it was going to be like the guitar they played, you know, their friend's guitar that made them buy it in the first place. Authentic series is made with traditional hot hide glue in all the joinery. Modern Deluxe uses uh, a more modern version of that that's a, a protein glue that, uh, first of all, isn't as stinky as hide glue and is easier to work with. But that's only used on the bracing to put the bracing on and the kerfling on the top. So it's basically only used on the top, but that's where it's very important because that's where you're getting the energy transferring from the bracing into the top and vice versa and the top over to the side. That's the most important place to have uh, that extra special joinery that um, seeps into the wood better and helps with that. Again, less dampening, transferring energy from one part of the guitar to the other. Most of the Authentic series has plastic binding because that's what they had in the 1930s and 40s. And uh, But the Modern Deluxe, you either get this beautiful European flamed maple binding or you get uh, rosewood binding on the, on the guitars that are made with mahogany back and sides. That's beautiful. And like I said, the little extra details, the Modern Deluxe series comes with frets that are called EVO frets. I don't remember what that stands for off the top of my head, but but EVO gold frets. And they look gold because they're uh, based in a copper alloy rather than a nickel alloy. So they res uh, resist fret wear way beyond what the usual Martin frets do. And they look great. And they're often, uh, they're matched with gold colored tuning machines. But they, like you said, they look old. They have the older appearance that you get from the, the vintage tone system tops. And that's the natural color. They're not using toner. It's uh, when they treat the spruce under that high heat and high pressure, it darkens the top and brings out the texture, the grain that looks great. But they have the, the old timey logo that's at the top. In the old days, it would have been a decal, but here it's inlaid with abalone. But it's a very special Martin logo that was only used for just a few months. And I don't remember now if it was 1932 or 1931. But, um, and somebody found it again, and somebody, probably Tim Teal at Martin, said, wow, that's great. We should start using that. And so it's, you know, it's subtly different in terms of the script involved, but it's, uh, it's, it looks fabulous. And uh, the herringbone on the 28, the uh, very special diamonds on the 42s, and now the spectacular D45 modern deluxe that's, uh, that's got some really, you have to, you really have to see them up close to really appreciate the amazing inlay work. But the inlay on those 42s and 45s is actually fancier than you get from the standard or that you got from a, a vintage 45. So um, it's definitely deluxe in that respect. And they just, the, you know, the step up from the standard series also includes that, that neck shape. And, uh, you know, people who know anything about me know that my favorite vintage neck is on the OM45 Deluxe that was made in 1930 that the museum owns. And this neck profile was inspired by that neck profile. And it's unique compared to modern guitars because when you're holding it like the F shape or C shape down in the first position, and you move up the neck of a typical modern guitar, the what I call the apex at the neck, where the neck really sticks out the farthest, is basically runs straight down the center of the neck and it's symmetrical. And in these guitars, that apex, it drifts. So as your hand moves up the frets and goes, you know, just think about the angle your wrist is at when you're playing a uh, F shape at the first fret, and then you slide up and you're playing a B at the seventh fret using that same fingering, that same chord voicing, your wrist turns and eventually your hand is pointing straight down at the floor. And this modern deluxe neck adjusts to that. So it's always perfect in your hand, no matter what position. It's also a very ultra low profile. A lot of people who have never played these assume they're, they're talking about vintage style, big, fat, authentic necks. These are very low, comfortable profiles. 
and they feel like a vintage uh, Martin from the 1930 in terms of the outside of it, but it's much shallower, especially when you get in the upper frets. It does not have a, a 1930s heel shape. It's got a modern heel shape. So it's almost as uh, low as an electric guitar when you get up by the time you get up to the 12th fret. I know some people who like big fat necks don't think they're going to like them, um, but I got to say, every time I play one of these, I, I kind of wish they put this neck shape on the standard series. I like it so much. I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of our customers and viewers on YouTube, you know, they'll email us and ask us for opinions about one guitar versus the other. And whenever the subject comes up about a neck, regardless of the series, I always admit I'm not the best one to describe how a neck feels. But when I compare this modern deluxe series neck to anything else in the Martin lineup, it does feel very, very thin. And the way I, I try my best to get my point across, it almost feels like the shoulders of the neck are very, very skinny or almost missing. And it's, it's one of those things, it's not uncommon for somebody to listen to me tell them that on the phone. And they'll say, well, I have a, an old 00018. Is it like that neck? And I'll say, no. And they'll name another Martin. I have a, <laughs> you know, a GPC, something else. No. There isn't a Martin series that has a neck anything like this, and it's the one thing I ask people to be very careful about. If you're buying this site unseen, please, you know, give it some thought. That's the one thing I have a bad time. I, f I feel like I fail a little bit when I try to express to people how this feels, except for the fact that you must know it feels different from the other Martin necks. Yes, and I, I think the closest thing you can come to it is the new SC neck, but the the S guitars. Ha, that neck was inspired by this neck, but it's a really a different thing. That's truly, uh, that's truly almost like a pretzel twist, and they did it on purpose. So there's more. Uh, you call it the shoulders, I call them the cheeks, and there's more cheek to the treble side in the first position, and more cheek to the treble side by the time you get up to the like the tenth position. And it's so subtle you don't even notice it, but that actually changes. And that's not really what's going on here. For anybody who's used, uh, familiar with vintage Martin X, in the 20s and up just into 1930, and here and there in, in, as you head into 31, those necks are much lower profiled than the necks from the 1930s. And by the time you get up to 35 and 36, that's when you get into what people used to call the baseball bat Martin necks. And that's not what this is like. This is much more like that OM that's in the museum. That's surprisingly low profiled. And it's surprisingly not V'd. There's like no V at all in those kind of Martin necks down in the first position. The V, the v starts at about the third or fourth fret and it becomes more accentuated as you go up. And that's kind of what you get with this. But the you know, people will say, is this a V neck? And I would say it has more of a V feel to it than the uh, what you get on the standard series today or on the low profile that uh, you used to get on the standard series. But it's still not a V neck. And people that are afraid of V necks should not be afraid of these necks. They're, they're um, much more comfortable. It's not like a, it's not like a big pointy pup tent or triangle like you get in some vintage V necks. Um, and not nearly as thick as the as the modified v or the vintage v or any of those v's yeah and you mentioned baseball bat anybody listening if you play a modern deluxe neck and you just hate it but you're so set on buying a new modern martin guitar go purchase the martin d28 rich robinson because it's the opposite entirely <laughs> that's a 1950s v-neck yeah that's a different story yeah. that neck is just enormous to me don't let me scare you away from it but when i try to think of the opposite feel from a modern deluxe neck that rich robinson it really surprised me but that's for another episode spoon i don't know why you got me started on that that's all right i take all the blame as usual <laughs> <laughs> let's pause for a moment and listen to a sound sample of a modern deluxe martin guitar this is the D45 Modern Deluxe.
But yeah, so so uh, and I don't think people will hate will hate this neck. The only people who would have a strong dislike of it are the people who who need a big 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 neck. Somebody with very large hands, very long fingers that think nothing of playing the old 12 fret uh, D28 authentic 1931 may find this a little disconcerting that it's so easy to wrap your hand around and so it's not as truly scientifically ergonomic as the S shaped neck, the one that's on the SC 13E and the new special edition that came out at the NAMM show. But it's much more like that. And I think the modern deluxe necks will absolutely be liked by people who have repetitive stress issues people that have tendonitis issues, people that have arthritis issues, people that wish they could play the guitar much longer than they can with their own guitars. I think the modern deluxe is an ideal place for somebody to look who wants to be able to extend their sessions and their jams and their performances without um, too much pain and discomfort. Um, At least that's the way it feels to me. Well, let's circle back to the beginning and the origins of the Modern Deluxe series. This whole thing started with the Triple O 28 Modern Deluxe, OM 28 Modern Deluxe, D28 Modern Deluxe, and I guess to be politically correct, they threw in a D18 Modern Deluxe just to get the mahogany in there. Do you agree with me on two points? Number one, Rosewood's more important. And number two, do you like the fact that they chose those four models to inaugurally launch this program? Yes, I do. I was uh, hoping for a OM18 because I'm a mahoganite at heart. And I've always, uh, as you very well know, I actually, uh, the first time I could corner Chris Martin alone in his office, the very first thing I did was try to get him to bring a uh, an OM18 into the standard series. You know, first thanking him for bringing out the OM18V, which made me sell the three uh, mahogany OMs I had from other builders and and then told him, you know, it's time to bring one out in the standard series. But anyway, um, security. Yeah. <laughs> That's just me. I'm glad, you know, that they are going with mahogany. There are plenty of mahogany lovers out there, but I think they know for, full well that when people are going upscale money-wise, um, A, people care about what guitars look like and Rosewood is a very beautiful wood, but also it's a more totally complex wood. And I think the modern part of the modern deluxe, that special bridge plate, um, the VTS, the bridge pins, I think all of that, and even the truss rods, we didn't mention the truss rod. The truss rod uh, is uh, made with an alloy that's a titanium alloy that allows you to have a smaller rod. And uh, but still have the same strength or even more strength than steel. And there was, some people know this, there was a period during the production disruptions of COVID where they had to go with just steel, excuse me, just steel in those rods, but they are back to using the titanium alloy now. But all those things, including the uh, super comfortable neck, I think all those things contribute to tone production. And they know that the complex harmonic overtones you get from Rosewood are going to showcase that technology in a way that you're not going to get from from Mahogany, which is a much simpler overtone complement. And you know that I was only half kidding when I said about that Rosewood versus Mahogany thing, but you made a really good point there about the uh, truss rod. So there was a time where Martin had to go with a lighter weight steel rod in place of that titanium alloy, but it is worth mentioning it's still the smaller rod and it was more lightweight. So even those modern deluxe guitars that got a steel truss rod, that's still a little bit smaller and lighter than the traditional two-way truss rod that's in something like a standard series. And if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me, I think the steel rod that was the substitute for that short period of time is what they do put in the SC guitars. That's correct. The Road Series SC guitars. And and I uh, and I think actually in the new, you're right, in the new SC, it does have the new modern smaller rod. And having the smaller rod is, yeah, it's just a little less weight. It makes these guitars feel more like vintage guitars. It allows the neck to vibrate more. So you're getting more energy coming from the neck. 
into the traditional dovetail neck joint on the modern deluxe that then gets helps gets transferred. So you're getting, you're trying to get as much tone producing vibration from playing the strings as possible into the sound chamber. And uh, is it the same thing as having a wooden doll like you did in the twenties and thirties? Uh, no, totally different physics. Is it the same thing as having a non-adjustable T-bar? No, it's not the same thing, but it's still heading in that direction in terms of the, the reason people like having uh, the T-bar. The people who believe that vintage Martin tone, part of it comes from having a T-bar and not a much bigger steel rod. So it's great that Martin is now using these very cool rods, part of the very cool technology that, uh, like you say, it's almost ironic the way that these are so modern and yet there's so much vintage vibe about them and how they feel when you pick them up and how they feel when you're playing them. And I think they, you know, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's fair to say it's a vintage sound. I think it's a unique sound. I think it's just so beautiful. It's high definition tone. There's so much detail. It's just breathtaking. It's breathtaking when you hear somebody else play them when you're across from them across the room. And I think you capture that uh, well on the videos, but you know, as well as I do, it's not, uh, cap it's not, reproducing the this the wow factor that you get when you're in the in the room hearing these guitars coming through the air you know that's reaching your eardrum it's just uh, just lovely absolutely lovely so yeah so so those were the original four long scale om uh that has a traditional om fretboard width short scale triple o and the d's have the modern high performance taper which everybody should know by now is one and uh three quarter inch at the nut but it's only two and an eighth at the 12th fret like the old one and 11 16th inch necks have and uh it's just a smidgen wider uh string spacing than the old 11 16th inch necks and that's supposed to be you know good for finger picking and strumming um, I know, you know, people like vintage guitars want wider spacing, but it's, uh, it's, you know, wide enough and, but not too wide for people who are used to electric guitars and other guitars that have narrow string spacing and those two big dreadnoughts that are just sound, you know, glorious. So, but now we got fancier ones. So, so what's your take on the new, uh, 42s? Oh, are you kidding? I, I mean, I, I got to play the D42 and the D45 and the 00042 and put yourself in my position. I'm in a guitar store. I see so many Martins come and go. When something gets announced, you get to read about it and think about it and drool about it before you see it. So you have an expectation you're setting and you sort of expect when you finally get your hands on something, what it's going to do for you. And maybe more than half the time, you get yourself so riled up that when you finally get to play something, it's not going to meet the expectation you set for yourself. How could it? Oh my God, these new modern deluxe 42s and 45s, they're, I, I don't know what I can really express on a podcast microphone that makes you sincerely believe what I think about them, but they're just extremely resonant. They, for some reason, and this is going to be hard to put into words, something like a, the D42, for example, it's not so much brighter or so much more mid-range content. It's not shrill, yet when you go and play that and put it down and play a regular D42, it sounds like the D42 fell asleep. And, <laughs> and it, but it's funny, and I was just talking to Marshall about this, our friend from the UMGF. If you liken it to when you shop for a TV and you narrowed it down to like the, the two best TVs on the wall, and you're like, they're both better than the other stuff I was looking at earlier, but I can't figure out which one I like better. You know, the argument can be made, you're not going to buy both of them. You're not going to look at both of these when you're home and deciding which one has faults. You pick the one you like best, and as soon as you make a commitment to getting it, you're going to love it. I still love the D42 Standard Series guitar, so I couldn't make a podcast comment that puts it in a bad light. But oh my God, when you play it next to a D42 Modern Deluxe, it's just like it comes to life in a pleasing way that still doesn't sound so modern that... that I know some people on, on forums are saying that the modern deluxe could be a little bit too progressive. It's not that old Martin sound. Yeah, it is. It's just more of it. Yeah, well, I, I, I like to use the word brilliance a lot because I think 
but but it's a different kind of brilliance than I hear out of, I guess, other Martins. But again, I find it a high definition, and I can see why somebody who is used to traditional Martins will hear that, and it's different, and different in some people's mind is not as bad at first until you get used to it. But I think, uh, but again, combination of things. You have VTS Sitka versus regular Sitka. You have uh, one thing that we have not mentioned. You have golden era style scalloping to the bracing, uh, not standard scalloping. The bracing has the, the scoops where they do the scallops have deeper, tighter angles, deeper scoops. The peaks are honed much more precisely and thinner at the top. Liquid metal bridge pins, I don't care what your guitar you're playing, you put in liquid metal bridge pins, you're going to get greater sustain on the fundamentals. This isn't just when you play the guitar and let it ring, the actual note decays slower and uh, initially that it stays at high at the top volume or near the top volume longer and that's an unusual sound to some people's ears they're not used to that how much effect the uh bridge plate has in tone compared to the maple it's hard to say because there's so many other differences to these guitars so i like to call it high definition between the vts depth that that the atorified top gives you this openness when they when they talk about vintage guitars there's a, a depth to it. I used to use the analogy of skimming a, p a stone across the pond, and with a new guitar, it takes a while before before that playing goes down inside that body and really, really takes advantage of the body resonance. You get that right out of the gate with VTS. You add that all together, and it is a it's a new Martin sound. Analogy to that would be when they made the D35 in 1965. They used the thinner bracing uh, on the top and back, and uh, then previous dreadnoughts. And they were trying to capture a vintage tone without scalloping the bracing because they knew people wanted vintage pre-war tone, but they didn't have anybody at the factory in 1965 that knew how to scallop bracing in the way they did in the old days. And they accidentally invented a new Martin sound that now people love the sound of a D35. And I think the modern deluxe is the same way. There's something old timey about it. And yet there's something truly unique and so very impressive that I totally uh, get why people fall in love with these. I get why other people will say this sounds weird to me because it's not what I'm used to, but um, in the same way when they look, they look at them, the, the, uh, the modern deluxe 42 has a 1920s torch on it. Um, one of my all time favorite inlays. It was the torch that was used on style 45 guitars in the 1920s. And they used it on the uh, OM deluxe, OM 45 deluxe. And I think the OM regular OM 45. And it's, uh, I think they just look spectacular. They just really went all out with, uh, the details on these guitars. So I think they sound as impressive as they look and they look as impressive as they sound. And that makes me think of a good question, Spoon. If anybody here is following this program on YouTube right now, let us know in the comments, do you own a Modern Deluxe? And if you do, did you previously own that standard series model or that authentic series model? I'm very curious to know if somebody, for example, has a D18 Modern Deluxe, did you come here from the D18 or from the D18 Authentic, let us know in the comments below. That's fascinating. I'd be curious to know how many people are already familiar with the Modern Deluxe and really wish they could own one and hope they'll be able to in the future. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people don't get to see these guitars um, because they're not anywhere near where they can play one. And same thing with the Authentic series. Yeah, I think these are their own thing. You know, they're the authentic series, like the Triple O 42 Authentic, which uh, was a super guitar. I don't think the Triple O 42 Modern Deluxe is much like it in tone. In the same way, I don't think it's, like you said, it's a major step up from 
the triple O forty two, frankly, when it comes to that endless depth, openness, and the that vibrant three D HD fundamental notes that come out and and sustain. And I think the uh, actual authentic series version had the VTS sort of thing going on, but in its own way. And it's also an Adirondack top, so it definitely doesn't sound exactly the same. But it's, uh, but they're all, you know, I could totally see somebody, maybe Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, who's a huge guitar collector, maybe he would, would be, you know, own a triple O 42, a triple O 42 modern deluxe and a triple O 42 authentic 1930, what was it? 1939. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the rest of us, people like me can just, just dream and buy those lottery tickets. Is it too early for a trivia question? No, go right ahead. How many modern deluxe models have been released? And I'm including everything from the very first Modern Deluxe up until this program is being taped the summer of 2022. And I'm including the electric models. We glanced over some really great upgrades after the first original four were introduced. Not long after that, Martin came out with the acoustic electric versions of the Modern Deluxe series. And my question to you is including them, how many Modern Deluxe models have been released? Good. Well, we'll revisit that later in the show and see uh, what other people come up with. I um, The E-models are not just E-models. They're not just Fishman Aura system. It's the Fishman Aura, speaking of HD, Fishman Aura HD, that has the latest, greatest upgraded Aura system. And just quickly, for people who are unfamiliar with the Aura system, they take an acoustic guitar, like a 0042 Modern Deluxe, and they rec uh, record it through several different world-class, the best microphones in the entire world, and then they decide which one they like best. And they take that, what they call that microphone image, that wave, and they slice it into literally a thousand little pieces, or approximately a thousand, maybe a thousand, more than a thousand. And they tweak the, the EQ and other things that they do to it to match the pickup signal to the microphone signal to make that so when they when you apply that aura on top of the what you're playing it's been EQ'd with also with the addition of micro delay to approximate the time that it took the sound wave to leave the guitar and hit the diaphragm of the microphone as well as other things that they do that are like trade secret stuff in an algorithm that actually reacts in live real time to what you're playing um, you can you can actually fool them sometimes you're playing really hard and go really soft all of a sudden go hard again or whatever but they really adjust to the dynamics of your playing and you get a sound coming out of your amp and out of your your or your PA or whatever, that sounds much more like you're playing through a microphone than an undersaddle pickup, than any undersaddle pickup without the Aura system. And this latest, greatest version is only available on the Modern Deluxe series and on the, uh, the SC um, 2022, uh, the, I'm sorry, CSSC 2022 has that uh, technology as well, I think might be wrong about that, but off the cuff. You're exactly right. This is a real serious undertaking. And Martin, you know, Tim Teal especially, did not want to take this series and give it anything less than the very best pickup they could find. And they've been a partner with Fishman for such a long time. And Fishman really does know what they're doing with this aura. And when you talk to Tim at the factory and he starts getting on this subject, his eyes just get so much bigger. He really believes in this process and the fact that there's an HD version of the Aura, I mean, where else would you put it besides the HD version of these modern deluxe guitars? These guitars deserve this system. And I've played more than a few. There's a serious jump up plugged in in much the same way we're talking about. There's a jump up from standard series to the modern deluxe. Acoustically, there's a real serious jump here. And anybody who wants to buy a Martin guitar that's at least at the standard series level, if you can treat yourself to something in a modern deluxe series, the benefits are extreme, both plugged and unplugged. 
And I know today uh, the modern Martin uh, way of doing things post-COVID is you can actually, a dealer you uh, can actually order one of these with another kind of pickup system. They'll actually let them do that. I think if you go on the website, you'll see they have electronic options now. So you can you can get the uh, whatever Fishman version you want. But the Aura VT blend, I believe, is what comes standard on these. So you're not getting the bridge plate center that maybe that is the Aura VT blend. I'm sorry. You're, no, that's the enhanced. You're not getting the enhanced sensor on the modern deluxe guitars. Uh, Martin realized that the people who are mainly interested in these guitars are not the young avant-garde players who do a lot of tone tapping stuff on the fretboard and on the tops and all that. And that whatever research Chris Martin did, that's what he decided. He wanted to go back to something that for these guitars that allow you to blend in how much aura you want to add to, uh, to these uh, amazing guitars with their amazing bridge pins and their amazing bridge plate and their amazing tops and bracing and so forth. Well, if you're savvy enough to still be listening to this program and, and follow us on all the twists and turns, we took an opportunity this time to not talk about the very first modern deluxe and take a linear walk right through the timeline. We've talked about the earliest models. We've talked about the 42s because we couldn't wait. We went backwards towards the E models Spoon, can I quiz you and ask you which modern deluxe guitars were introduced after the electrified first four? So, if you had said 11, you were wrong. <laughs> That's just for everybody who ran to the website and counted them up um, because the E models are no longer listed as separate models. So, what happened was they released four of those four originals. The two uh, Dreadnoughts, Mahogany Dreadnought, Rosewood Dreadnought, 2818. Then the two small bodies, short scale Triple O 28, large uh, long scale OM 28, modern deluxe, MDs as I like to call them. And then they came out with the same guitars as E models. So that brought us up to eight. And then we had to wait and we had to wait and we had to wait. And the, some of these guitars would have come out before 2022, except for COVID. And when they had to put off the NAM show, uh, some of these were only going to come out in June, but then they moved them around. I mean, in the summer NAM, they moved them all around. And all of a sudden, we got the big surprise, uh, pre-Easter surprise, if you will, of these beautiful uh, seven modern deluxes that came out. So total of, he's good at math, 50. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so in other words, they're not releasing acoustic electric versions of the new models. And that's just the way Martin does these things. We're going to have to wait. If you want a, uh, first they're going to sell the acoustic ones, see how well they sell. And uh, there's some new ones we haven't gotten to. We mentioned the two 12 frets, the 01228 and 001228. Again, this is new for 22. If it's a 12 fret guitar, the 12 is on the left side of the dash. That's never been done before, but it's the way they're going to do it now. And it's to keep people from getting confused about what's a 12 fret guitar and what is a uh, 12 string guitar. Um, most veteran Martin players know that starting in the 1960s, they started putting an S at the end of model names to stand for the standard 12 fret body size. And so a D28S meant a 12 fret D28. D35S meant a 12 fret D35 and so forth. And now it's a 12 is in the front of the name, 0012, a 12 fret 00. And boy, are those great guitars. Oh, and I just think it's so cool. We have a 12 fret slat head O size size that Joan Baez played. And, uh, but we also have, we haven't even mentioned the other two cool modern deluxes. We have a 14 fret 0028. And what's really cool about this is Martin came out with the 0028 recently in the standard series. That was really the first 0028 they ever made, 14 fret 0028. They made almost no 12 fret 0028s in the 1930s and, um, and onward. 
And uh, they made a whole bunch of 0018s, but they just never made 0028s. So we have a modern deluxe 0028, and we have a finally a 0018 modern deluxe. You had to wait an awful long time. That guitar was supposed to come out a pretty good while ago, and so they have finally released it. And I've got to play one. I was very happy with it. I think mahogany lovers are going to love that guitar. I have to ask you, Spoon, does your back hurt? Why do you ask that? From all the weight you're carrying, knowing that they have these <laughs> guitars to come out into the public, but you're not allowed to tell anyone, and you just go home and you go to bed with the weight on your shoulders, get up the next day, and you go through life, and you keep it to yourself, and you go to bed the next day. You just want to tell everyone about these great guitars that are coming, but you just bear that burden, and no one ever knows. Well, you know, one of my childhood role models was Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> That answers that. But, uh, <laughs> but yes, they're, uh, yeah, such great additions. Those, the, the, the Pearl is just great. We haven't really talked about the, the D45, but with that gorgeous headstock inlay and gorgeous, uh, super fancy inlay on the fingerboard and the bound fingerboard with the European flame maple bound headstock and, just gorgeous golden Waverly open back vintage tuners and the golden frets and the spectacular uh, high color abalone inlaid around the edge of the sides and the the V of abalone inlaid where the neck joint is fitted at the heel of the neck and uh, the, the beautiful abalone box, uh, mitered box around the end pin area and of course the spectacular high colored wood marquetry in that style 45 backstrip just a uh, just a spectacular piece of art in the form of a, a spectacular sounding acoustic guitar so pretty yummy yeah so cool so cool a double o, uh rosewood 14 fret double o and a 12 fret double o and then, you know, the, the O, little O, that's, they're not that little. That's, a, I think, a big shock for people when they first get their hands on a 12-fret Martin in size O or double O. Uh, that slope shoulder design means it's a, actually a significantly larger sound chamber than you get in the 14-fret version. And you get a much bigger bass out of those guitars than you ever think, and, and a lot of volume. Highly recommend people uh, looking up videos of Bob Dylan playing John Baez's 045 at the Newport Folk Festival, and as well as uh, Baez playing it herself. Uh, these are not, uh, they're small guitars compared to what we're used to uh, if we play Dreadnoughts, but they're not parlor guitars. They call it a concert size for O because in the 1800s, it was considered large enough to play in a, a good acoustically sound concert hall without any amplification at all. And then the grand concert was, is the double O size. So they're both, uh, they pack a wallop, frankly, and um, put out a great deal of sound. They just don't, they're just not as bass heavy as the triple O and uh, and D size 12 fretters. And we'll probably see those too in the future. Gotta be honest with you, when it comes to this stuff, you're talking about me knowing stuff. There's a lot of stuff on drawing boards that just never come out. And you know, that they, when they speculate about this stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'll be honest when I say, I have no idea if we're gonna see a 12 fret triple O in the modern deluxe series or not. But um, a lot of it depends on a lot of things. How well do these other two sell? for example. I don't want to say the possibilities are endless, but Martin has a lot of guitars in the standard series to go back to for inspiration. And I can't help but think the more listening to you in this conversation, the modern deluxe, Martin really did take some modern advancements and make guitars that really do pay homage to older designs, even though it's not fair to say that the modern deluxe sound older than the standard series. The fact that the tops are torrified and the golden era bracing, there certainly is some heritage that you hear and somebody who likes the sound of a standard series instrument, the argument could be made, these guitars are the least modern when it comes to tone. 
Oh, I think that's true. I know. I do think that the VTS uh, does give you some vintage vibe and some vintage uh, sound to it. And but it, yet at the same time, there's this uniqueness to the the sound of the series. And I think it's going to be attracting people who like the wow factor of them. It's a different kind of wow factor. So I do think it's an amalgamation of standard series. You can go and say authentic series, and it's not an exact amalgamation because of all the other interesting things that it has. But yeah, there's it's definitely vintage vibe oriented, not just in looks. It's also in and and not just in sound and also in feel i love the way you feel the vibration in that neck and um it is not exactly the same as playing a vintage neck with a wooden doll in it but it's it's more like that than you get out of any of the other modern martins yeah i'm very uh, very happy they did this brought out all these guitars out it was a it was quite a release when they decided to bring them all out and all in the same year and to you know partially to catch up but partially to uh, make room for all the amazing guitars they came out with in june so uh they, they don't <laughs> like to flood the market all at once and so this was uh still their you know their way of kind of having two nam shows um, on their own if you will um that's true and if i could ask you a two-part question what is your favorite modern deluxe model so far and which future modern deluxe martin are you most looking forward to um, I, it's hard for me not to say the D45, just because it's so magnificent. Since it's astronomically beyond my means, I was very happy they came out with the 0018. I have said for many years, I've always wanted to own a 12 fret Martin, but it's just too impractical. I need a cutaway most of the time. So I, you know, even 14 frets is not enough for me often. And I, you know, I've considered the, uh, the wonderful triple O 15 M, uh, SM rather. And here's an example of using S for standard body size. That's still, still in the, in the catalog. I won't be surprised if they retire the triple O 15 SM and immediately come out with the triple O 12 dash 15 M just to get things consistent. But, I have to say that 0028, uh, that I beg your pardon, that 00228 Modern Deluxe has really got me interested in finally getting a, a 12 fret Martin. I think they just sound so awesome. In terms of modern, I'm like, I think I've said this at the beginning. I've always, always been a fan of OM18s, uh, vintage OM18s, and, and I was a fan of the OM18 Authentic. But yeah, I, I would like to see an OM18 show up, see how they do, and an OM42. You know, I like OMs. You like OMs. Can't get enough OMs. So yeah, so a great lineup. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I would want to say about them and make sure I'm not missing anything that would have been on my mental agenda because um, they what's coolest about them is they all share the same modern deluxe features. And they all, uh, even though the mahogany guitars look so different from the rosewood guitars, thanks to the dark wooden binding and the Art Deco domino dots, um, compared to the beautiful 1800s, really is where those uh, diamonds and squares patterns came from that we see in the in these uh, beautiful herringbone 28s and the super fancy. I don't know. It's something about Martin's uh, the super fancy uh, vintage style 45 that that is what's really used on the 42s. People who know vintage Martins know that the fingerboard on a real triple O 42 from the 30s was truncated and started at the fifth fret and wasn't nearly as as fancy looking as you get. So from the outside, from the front, it looks like a vintage style 45 instrument. And there's something so opulent about that. It always makes me think of like chandeliers and opera houses and, you know, and, and red velvet cushions and all that stuff. So, Oh, like my house. Oh, yeah. I've seen your house. Uh, apparently not in a while because <laughs> I don't remember the chandeliers. But, uh, but I guess this is my long convoluted way of saying it's hard for me to actually pick a favorite uh, modern deluxe model. Sounds like it. 
I think they're so they're they're so good and there's so much to like about them that it's hard to really say you know un, unless you're a dyed in the wool rosewood guy it's it's hard to it's hard to really pick one. Well, I won't give you the most boring answer, and I won't be that convoluted. But if I could play any guitar I wanted to for lengths of time, I would probably pick the D forty five or the D forty two because they're the most impressive to me of the modern deluxe series but i'll let my actions speak louder than my words for about a month when i didn't have my own guitar here uh, you might have noticed on martin versus martin thursdays at 6 p.m on facebook and youtube i was caught playing an om28 modern deluxe more than three or four times yeah, yeah. and of course a few it's it's going to come back to familiarity and it's what i really like but that's still such a great model, whether it's the E version or not. If I'm really being truthful, that's that one is closest to me. I guess I have to vote OM28MD. And before I forget, in the spirit of going in circles during this broadcast, we sort of answered the trivia question, but not correctly and not appropriately. We asked you how many modern deluxe models have been released, and the answer officially is... Fifteen, depending on if you count the E's as their own model. Just to bring that to a resolution, I'll feel terrible if we go week to week to week and that never gets answered the right way. Yeah, it's a good point because people will go on the website and it'll only show 11 models. They haven't gotten rid of any models. They just now say, if you go to a D18 Modern Deluxe, do you want the one with electronics or not? And that's why some of these models have two prices listed because one is with electronics and one is without. Exactly. And if you guys have had a good time listening to this program, we truly appreciate it. And both of us want to send a very special thank you out to all those people who took the time to give us a review at Apple Podcasts. Neil Young fan writes, this is really great. Mari and TSP have been my go-to for Martins for a long time. It's about time they gave us a podcast. Already can't wait for more. This program has been in the works for quite a long time, and I'm very lucky to be a part of it as well. Well, thank you, Mr. Fan. That was, uh, that was very nice of you. And uh, I'm a Neil Young fan myself. So I was just playing a Neil Young song uh, a little while ago, in fact. Ah, can I guess which one it was? No, you can try, but I bet you won't. <laughs> How's that for a challenge? How about we don't finish this episode until I guess correctly? How many songs do I have to go through? I'll give you five guesses. All right. Tell me why. No. After the Gold Rush. Also, no. Harvest. No. Is it Neil Young acoustic or Neil Young with Crazy Horse? Acoustic. Comes a time? And this game's stupid. And the correct answer is, I believe in you. I'm impressed. That's a, that's a deep cut. Deep cut. I love playing that song. I had a five in 25,000 chance, so what can you do with that? <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's why I encourage you to guess, because I had a feeling you weren't going to get it. Um, except that I have <laughs> done it at Martinfest before, so I thought maybe you'd remember that. But And what is Martinfest? Martinfest is a, or was until COVID, <laughs> an annual gathering of Martin guitar fans who originally met up on the unofficial Martin Guitar Forum. And there's a section on the forum for uh, Martinfest. We started calling it NASFest 22 years ago, but this is going to be the 20th uh, coming up the last week of July. And it's usually the first week in August. But uh, Maria Rich and myself met at the very first NASFest, as we called it that year, and uh, have been fast friends ever since nobody's particular fault but that's how it all started and i'm i'm very very proud to call you my friend it's always great talking to you yeah you're very welcome i've enjoyed these uh podcasts immensely and i am, am always very happy to hear from uh people who say they've enjoyed it too well as much as i'd like to hear more and more about how much you enjoy it and i enjoy it and they enjoy it you know what the music means spoon we're out of time from all of us at maury's music thanks for listening Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. <laughs>